Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to a return slot episode, and tonight's feature is 2005's War of the Worlds, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Josh Friedman and David Kep. It stars Tom Cruise, Dakota Fanning, Miranda Otto, Tim Robbins, and Justin Chatwin. Because um, so many of you asked for this, so we, we had to bow to public demand. This was my fault. This was my <laughs> fault. I'll take it. Um, and part of the, part of the reason that it's my fault is one, it's was free on HBO. Um, two, it's one of these things I have not seen since the theater. And personally, for this movie specifically, like I remember leaving the theater being pleasantly surprised by the movie, given my expectations. I think for the movie itself and um i wanted to kind of i was and we saw it together and i um i was interested in like watching it again after all these years to to see how it held up um and and we'll talk about that but um you have a little bit like i don't have a lot of uh fondness or history with like the original um novel or radio situation play and the original old movie so um but you have much you grew up with that right well it was one of those things because my dad is a big sci-fi mark Mm -hmm. um that i learned about long before i even like heard like had heard the original teleplay Hmm. um but like i had you know was introduced to it at an early age. That's the first place I learned about um, Orson Welles, you know, and mm. kind of my first introduction to like the power of media in terms of mass suggestion and whatnot. I mean, I remember at a pretty young age being sort of educated on that through War of the Worlds. Mm. Um, and it was one of those things where I, like, I was maybe re- really my, like my budding fascination with movies and television and whatever music kind of started with this because i mean i was like really young like i think pre-elementary elementary school that i knew about this um and something that i i think they found it somewhere like from the library and we listened to it Hmm. on like my cassette tape i I, because i've definitely heard the orson welles original several times um and I was never like a huge traditional sci-fi fan, mm-hmm. um, but I always thought it was like a really cool idea of the, you know, the aliens invading and um, being taken down by like the common cold, basically. Mm-hmm. Although now, um, and we'll talk about this when we get into the movie, um, I'm both, I'm not a big fan of that ending for a number of reasons. Sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had a memory, um, actually of like my first, maybe like, uh, this property, like my first exposure to it. Didn't they do, did they do something in the nineties on television that kind of like, almost like mimicked the idea of the radio thing where it was like done in a more documentary style Well, on network television or something along those lines? So there's ghosts ghost hunt or ghost house what is it called uh, i can't remember i know what you're talking about yeah. there's the 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 british um teleplay that aired on um halloween 
where they were investigating a purported haunted house and it was done in a um i mean really you probably could call like one of the first like true like mainstream found footage things Ghost yeah, and I can't remember. I'll look it up here, but it's uh, um that thing's fucking awesome. I like that thing a lot. But yeah, like so there's a um ghost called Pipes um because like they hear him in the pipes or whatever. Um that several times throughout the show you can see um like in the background or hiding in the shadows or in the reflection of like, you know, a window or whatever. Um and it ended up like seriously causing PTSD to children in Britain. Um because it was so real and like they completely sold it as being a legitimate you know like paranormal experience that people really like people were really um affected by it for like a very long time so yeah ghost watch is the ghost watch sorry yeah. right yeah yep. um if i think it's on it might be on shutter you can stream it somewhere anyway or at least I can stream it somewhere, which means that some people can too. Or everyone, depending. Um, but it's it's definitely worth watching. Um, it It's kind of not as effective if you know. Um, but it's still, like, it's really interesting to watch and to kind of think of um, what that must have been like in the pre, uh, pre-internet age of just kind of, and imagine, you know, hearing the war of the worlds telecast in 19 what 30 something right Mm -hmm. with absolutely no and they even um i think they even bookended it as a teleplay like they said that it was a teleplay yeah when it was originally broadcast Mm -hmm. but people either missed it or ignored it because it was so convincing um, and it caused legitimate panics too. So yeah, I think a lot of it too was like people like kind of like tuning in like after that kind of prologue and stuff, like just kind of like randomly tuning in like late or like a few minutes late and like not hearing that too. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost Watch is on um is both on YouTube and Tubi um for free. Mm. Um, if anybody's interested in that, but so actually that's a good idea. That's uh, just quickly uh. I'd like to watch that like together someday because it's only like forty minutes long. Um, it's gonna be tough to watch though if you have commercials in yours. True, I'll have to look at the YouTube one and see if it has commercials. Or not. not to sound like a snob, but at the same time, it's like you kind of just need to watch that thing straight through. Yeah, to really like, it might be on Shutter. I didn't check that. There's an yeah. archive.org version of it too that mm. wouldn't have commercials. So. Um. All right. So when you first saw this 2005 one, when we saw it together. Am I remembering this correctly that like you like were kind of pleasantly surprised and thought it was okay at least like I don't remember that I remember mm-hmm. thinking that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. but I also so when I you know I watched it yesterday um for the yeah. first time since 2005 yeah. um I only remembered 50% of it maybe I don't know mm-hmm. but definitely not the whole thing and I remembered the things that I enjoyed from it. So that's my takeaway is that I must have just liked enough things where I kept them in mind. And then the things I didn't like, I just kind of pushed out of my head. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I remembered more of the movie than that, but um, I, I think, 
I think I largely kept the main things in my mind were the things I enjoyed and then the things I wasn't a big fan of. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've made fun of like Tom Cruise, like working the docks for a long time. I always thought it was silly, but at the same time, like there was things I enjoyed in it. And, and those are the things that I held in my mind. Um, so I want to start with that actually, because I don't want these return slots at times like to turn into like, 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 pure negativity so i actually want to start there i want to start with what what things did you like out of this um i think he was clearly riffing off of uh saving private ryan so there's elements of just the i don't know the confusion and horror of the people you know running in a crowd or running from the things or um actually what i think is probably his best um best part of his performance in this movie is when he comes back from the initial eruption of the first tripod um in uh, wherever they are new jersey mm-hmm. um and he's covered in like the ash of basically like the bodies of his fellow like neighbors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's shell shocked and mm-hmm. just sitting there and like completely out of it and then realizes that he's just covered in that and is sort of like for the first time trying to be an okay dad, really. Like mm-hmm. this guy that's like never been a good dad. Um, and hiding his children from the horror of the fact that like these things that he can't even like explain have just like obliterated people um so i like that part of it uh i think there's some of the action scenes especially early on are really are are pretty well filmed mm-hmm. um i think it does a really good job of filming in low light which i honestly um have become so just to kind of mention it briefly um did, did you watch black panther yet no Sorry. okay so in wakanda forever a predominant amount of the movie takes place at night or in dark settings and i mean i have a really nice tv um i have pretty good eyesight and it's one of those things where like i can't even see it like there's parts of that movie i can't watch and I was actually, because I remember that a lot of um, War of the Worlds takes place like at night or in the dark or whatever, in dark places. Pleasantly surprised that I could see the majority mm-hmm. of it, you know, mm-hmm. that it was it was clear what was going on. And, um, you know, like the cinematography was fine. Um, yeah, I, I find that we, we've. I've, I've expressed this to you. I find that to be a, an annoying trend that I'm finding. And I find it a lot with the A24 horror movies, um, depending on which one it is, where I feel like it's too dark, whether yeah. wherever I'm watching it, like Antlers has that problem right now um, to think of one. But I also want to say the dark sequences in Lamb have that problem. Like it, there, there's like a noticeable trend of people filming in night. And yeah, it's like an extremely hard for me to see for some reason. Um, so yeah, you're right. This is well filmed for night scenes. Yeah, I don't believe Antlers is an A24 film. Okay, I think it's New Line or Fox or something. 
I don't, and that doesn't matter. So yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um. Ooh. <laughs> Are you tapped out already? Come on. There's guys. I generally thought the design of the tripods was 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 good. Um I'm not a huge fan of the nonsensical, like ungainly alien craft that like like what sense does it make? You know what I mean? I, I don't mm -hmm. know. But generally, like I like the way they look. Um, I think the body harvesting scenes are pretty horrific. Um, and much darker than what I remember them being. Like when they're uh basically like exsanguinating the bodies and then using it as fertilizer, um, to like lay their own whatever, like fertile fields of like body parts or whatever um i thought that was uh really interesting the way that was done and pretty graphic and pretty gross mm -hmm. really and it was mm -hmm. like much more horrific than i expected it to be or remembered i had that listed yet mm -hmm. um i love the sound in this movie although yes. the sound in this movie turned into the next 20 years of our lives of <laughs> yes yes which is like anything something ominous is coming i have to the trumpeting kind of thing sound yeah right even though it makes sense there because it's part of the noise that the, the machines are making mm -hmm. um so that's fine because usually you'll get um that's just like a whatever like a sound trope to herald I'm, so maybe that's maybe that's what it is maybe it's like like a sly nod to the you know the trumpets of heaven or whatever like the yeah god's wisdom and shit i, I think that's that. exactly what it is you're exactly yep i i it took me until being older to realize that but yes that's exactly what i think what it is yep um but it's just it's it's effective and it's it's mm -hmm. super effective here yeah um, I think the scene on the ferry is really well done and probably the best action sequence of the movie because um, you're really like in the middle of it and it's so tense and confusing and jumbled but never like in a messy way like in a very um, specific way I guess if that makes sense so you kind of can see. You can see everything that's going on, but you still feel like the lights are moving around and the water's like rushing up on them. And, right. you know, they fall in the water and then all of a sudden, like the cars are tumbling down on them. And it's just really well filmed. Um, it's my favorite action sequence in it. Yeah. Although, on the other side of that, it makes absolutely no sense that these things that can fire like laser beams from hundreds of yards away have to go underwater to bump the boat like a friggin mm -hmm. like shark or something like right just blow the boat up you assholes like you're 10 feet away from it on the fucking shoreline mm -hmm. although maybe they're sadistic i don't know if that's what's meant to be um because they do come off as like inquisitive and whatever um uh what else did i like uh, um I thought there was some stuff. One of my least favorite disaster movie tropes is the one moving car in a sea of like abandoned cars. Mm -hmm. But that sea of abandoned cars is like 
perfectly set up where the one moving car can just like slide through <laughs> which makes no sense in like a highway but it didn't bother me here and i actually was paying really close attention to this because i i remembered this the scene happening when he steals the van mm-hmm. and i was like how does this play out and it makes sense because all the people have pulled off the road to um because they're walking on the median so it would be like it sort of makes sense that like they're trying to get their vehicle because no one's thinking like this is the apocalypse everyone's thinking like oh well you know i gotta get back to my car i want to make sure that my car is like you know like out of the way um and i thought it would just it was moderately effective like the way that it was filmed so yeah i also like the fact that a lot of it is filmed in the countryside like a lot of um so for instance at the end of knowing um there's a scene where he's it's it's very similar to war of the worlds and so I think knowing, knowing is the Nick Cage. It's actually, I think, the first Quick Cage, right? I think so. Um, there's a scene at the end of that where he drives his truck back like into the city to get... It's it, the exact same scene as the end of this movie mm-hmm. um, where he's like weaving through traffic to get to like his ex-wife's house or something so he can be with his kids or whatever the fuck. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, it makes no sense because like he's driving this gigantic like F-150 and is perfectly like everything is like perfectly set up where he can just like weave through it. It's, it's so fucking dumb. So at least here it kind of makes sense and it's it's fine. So. Yeah. And I think that's about all that I like. Yeah. So uh, you hit on a lot of things. I I do like Cruz in this movie overall. Um, he's fine. Like it's it's all acceptable despite like my misgivings. Like and at the end of the day, his job never fucking mattered other than like the first like fucking two minutes or whatever anyway um even though i i make fun of that um i actually really like dakota fanning in this um oh my like, god really yeah as the per- as the as that not saying i like the character i like dakota fanning in it That's um top, as that top, as, top five least favorite person. yeah as the as the as the precocious child um i i like her performance in it um i think she does a good job with it it doesn't mean that I think the character necessarily is acceptable or, or like in any way enjoyable. Um, oh, okay. All right, fine. Uh, for an eight-year-old kid to have that performance, sure. Yeah, that's all good, I'm saying. Like, good, good performance and presages a lot of what has turned into a very successful career for sure. Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to be as fair as I can. Um, you know, <laughs> like, you know, fuck this movie. <laughs> um, I, I actually like there's a number of scenes in the movie like the like the the deal with the chaos of groups and like you know of masses and i do like the preface to the ferry scene like um when they get on the ferry and stuff like that like i like that one there's another one that i'll bring up that i fucking despise like in terms of like how like crowds act and stuff like that it's an awful sequence in the movie but um but i like the ferry one then i like the stuff on the ferry and all that kind of stuff um that's i think that whole sequence kind of works um largely i like a couple of like the kind of odd disparate pieces of imagery um of like like the plane crash like that he walks into yeah yeah that's that's actually really good the the train that's on fire that goes by and i wish there was like i wish there was a lot more of that 
in this movie of like the the downfall of humanity and these like weird odd like kind of images that are like otherworldly because it's not what you are used to seeing right so agreed in the sense that like when i say it's got a very saving private ryan vibe to it there's definitely scenes that feel like inspired by the um omaha beach scene right Mm mm-hmm with the darkness and the dust and the fire, you know what other you know what else I like a lot, and it I, I I don't like it from a perspective of actually making any logical sense, but I like it from an imagery perspective. When he lets his son run away because he has to go save his daughter, um, and the flaming like Humvee comes back at him, yeah, and he kind of just like lets it roll towards him and roll by him doesn't make any sense because this fucking flaming goddamn right. like five ton machine is like rolling at you uh-huh but it looks really cool like it's a really well shot sure scene. it sure. has a lot of um the imagery has a lot of power to it you know what it actually reminds me of that that whole sequence um is the scene early on in excalibur where um Uther Pendragon like defeats the forces basically in the field of battle, mm-hmm. um, where it's all like the trees are on fire and everything's on fire. You know what I mean? You know yep. what I'm yeah, about? I know what you're talking about. Yep. And like it's shot at night and it's very chaotic, but it's also very like beautiful. And I think that this scene, I'm I'm not saying there's anything related here at all, but yeah, it's yeah. just very similar to me. Yeah. Um, just like in terms of the feel of it. Yeah. No, I see that. I I, I understand what you're saying. Um. I okay. and let me say this too before I jet be before I let you finish <laughs> and before I like shit all over this movie. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily think this is a bad movie, right? Me either yeah. this is just not a movie for me. And as an adult, and especially twenty or 19, 18 years past, like seeing it, I think that there's a lot of stuff, and maybe it's influential. I don't know. Like I've never actually given that any thought. There's a lot of stuff that I've seen since then that's either done the same things better or I've seen done so many times that I just can't stand to see it. So, yeah, I was actually surprised to see the audience score was as low as it was when I actually looked it up um, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's a 42 percent. And I I was actually pretty shocked by that. I thought it would. I'm not saying that's incorrect, like in any way, if like that's like but it's I thought it would be higher than that a little bit. Um so yeah, I mean, I don't think I have much else here. I I, I will say, in being fair, that I, even though I think a lot, there's a lot of goofiness to the, some of the action scenes. That's a good call, like about like you know not standing in the way of the flaming Humvee. But it's like I'm somebody who's like a sucker for watching like a bad disaster movie. Like I tend to like watch like a lot of them and stuff like that, and like these high budget kind of action, you know, disaster movies, like end of the world type shit. I will say that I think comparatively that all the action scenes are like to some degree better than like the average disaster movie. Um, even if, and I'm talking about like the, what is it? Like, I can't remember like the half of their names and shit like that. Like it'll always be John Cusack, like playing like fucking like, a, Oh, like a, 2012 day. After yeah. Tomorrow. Like that kind of shit. It's always somebody like that playing. And like, Andreas, you know, playing this exact same role. It's just like, he's, what a white collar scientist maybe or something or a fucking banker and like you know but he's got to protect his family like it's all the same shit like um most of these things but uh, i i do think like 
Spielberg, even if there's a lot of goofiness, and I think there's a lot of precursor and goofiness here that um, to come later, <laughs> um, like uh, just tropes and bad decisions by characters. And um, I do think they're filmed well. Like, I mean, I, I think Spielberg largely knows how to film things. Um, not to say there's not problems, but it's like, and I think they come off better than these mega disaster movies like um, that come out all the time because he's he is a real director, despite like my frustration with him as I age. Um, so if this is just a disaster movie to some degree um, or an alien movie like Independence Day, then I think it's I still like the scenes and this kind of thing better probably than those over the top type things um, that take themselves probably too seriously. Um, and yeah, I think that's like largely it. I actually kind of, it goes on for way too long. There's elements of the basement stuff that I like, um, in it. I, um, yeah, I despise that whole sequence. Uh, yeah. Like I actually like, like some of the, the, the tension stuff again, it goes on way too long. Um, <laughs> you know, it's hilarious about that though. Yeah. It's this huge watershed moment where Tom Cruise is deciding to take action and that he has to murder this man in order to protect himself and his daughter. Mm -hmm. And one minute later, it absolutely doesn't matter. Yes. Like, he murders this guy for legitimately no reason when he could have just left him digging a fucking tunnel in his fucking basement. Yes. Yep. It's hilarious. Like, I don't know. And I, I know that that's on purpose in some ways, but it still is really funny. Yeah. It's a really funny decision to have that happen. Like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but now you're a murderer, Tom Cruise, you know. Yeah. But he's cool with it. Like, he can live with it just fine because he's, you know, happy at the end. Hugging <laughs> he's, he's, yes, we, we'll have to talk about the ending of this. Walking it in is... the fallen leaves, you know. Oh, man. Um, Maybe want to play Fallout, Fallout 4. <laughs> I, um... I need to copy and paste some of my like bullet points around here because I think there's like a whole like I just realized there's like some some baby boomer shit that all probably I need to like reference together at some point. So um let me ask you this. And maybe this goes on to a rant or something. What is your like most hated thing in this movie, do you think? Oh boy. what is the thing that calls you uh to use the terminology of our supplemental, like the most chagrin? Chagrin. Um I absolutely despise the interactions between Tom Cruise and the child actors playing his children. Mm. I hate them as actors and I hate them as characters. And uh-huh. I think that those are two very specific hates and they're very separate and they're both as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really high on the chagrin list. Yeah. Um, I've realized now that I absolutely despise the Dusex Machina um, ending of this movie mm-hmm. and I really despise the way that Spielberg frames it because I don't I didn't go back and listen to um, the teleplay and I didn't go back and watch any other adaptation of this and I've probably mm-hmm. seen like at least a few adaptations of this or like riffs on the same idea I don't think I've ever seen one that's as like clearly unabashedly spiritual in its like explanation of how we beat the aliens you know what i mean like it's so fucking that's my yeah that's definitely my least favorite thing it's so fucking like 
smarmy and no, just let God take control. Okay, so let's talk about this. So let's just go ahead and talk about this now, and I'll bring up a different point about like this later. Um, so I, I did look it up to make sure that I wasn't incorrect. Like th- that, that's there. That's in Wells. That's you know, like you know, God in His wisdom or whatever. Like you know, like that yeah. whole so that whole spiel. I think there, I, like I think there is something to one. I don't think it works in this movie. The like the distance of um. Of what the guy who at this point has already been associated with God and is like, like the most ubiquitous narrator anymore of like all time. Like I don't think it works either in Freeman doing it or at all for this particular movie. It feels like it's just tacked on as a reference to what has come before, where it didn't really need it, and and it feels kind of outdated to me in two thousand and five, honestly. And then to you know bookend it. Which makes sense, I mean, I guess, but it's like as your pull out moment kind of of like, you know, your your wrap up. It's just yes, it feels sanctimonious. And I think there is actually something about Freeman doing it that makes it sound more sanctimonious. Um Wait, it's not only that, it's 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 condescending and it completely invalidates anything that happened in the previous two hours of that movie that you had to watch. Because all they had to do was go hide somewhere for a couple of days and it would have just been over. Sure. You fucking spent all this time like running away from it and like you didn't do anything to change it. And it's not even a good character examination at that point. Right. If that's what you're trying to do is like, how does this man like, you know, what does he do to protect his family? How does he change? Like, you know, and it's like, I don't know if you get much of that, like in this, like if that's the point. Does he really do anything to protect his family? I mean, like, he always was trying to keep his his daughter safe. He was always nice to her. Yeah. He lets his son, like, you gotta let me go. Well, you know what? No, I don't. You fucking (laughs) stupid asshole. Like, you're not gonna go run (laughs) off with no gun and no armor and no weapon against these fucking (laughs) alien tripods that have obviously destroyed everything they've come up against. You stupid idiot. You're not gonna do that. And you know what? I hate that. I don't ever want to. I, I I looked up that actor and I can't uh-huh. remember if I'd seen anything that he had been in. I don't care. Uh-huh. I never want to see anything he's ever been in. I never want to see him again. I fucking hate <laughs> so much that performance yes. and that yes. actor and everything about it. I fucking hate it. What what did I text you? It's like watching goddamn Nick from Family Ties. <laughs> right. Like for two hours. Oh, Mallory, I'm gonna go fuck the aliens. <laughs> With his stupid goddamn leather jacket and his Boston hat and his stupid <laughs> fat, wet goddamn Sylvester Stallone-looking mouth with his big dopey eyes. Oh, the, oh, the faces, man! Like the faces are so bad. Like his faces are just the worst. Like yeah. they're so embarrassing, um, to watch most of the time. Like, it, I, oh man, I, I I meant to write it down. There's a scene. There's a scene that's a series of escalating things that just made me angry. So they're driving in this van that miraculously works. Mm-hmm. The kids are being complete fucking assholes, even though they know that like it's basically the end of the world and they have a vehicle that works and their father, even if they have not had any kind of relationship with them, is just trying to help them. And they act like complete shits and then have to go run off to pee, right? Mm-hmm. And 
fuck Dakota Fanning's character. Oh no, Daddy! Oh, I gotta go run far away, Daddy! Stop looking at me, Dad! Even though, like, uh-huh. ten minutes before in film time, she's like screaming right. and breaking down, and yeah, that takes me you to know, my mom's or whatever. Right, like completely just yeah, like snaps out of that, and she's all she's fine. Right. There's I can't remember what he yells, but like the armed vehicles drive by, and he's like, mm. "Oh, drive me away, drive me away!" Yeah, right, yeah. And she says something to him, and it's the most awkward phrasing. It's like one <laughs> of the worst lines in the movie. And I literally, I, I, I can't remember what it is. I wish I could remember because it was so bad, and I was just so annoyed at having to listen to him say it. So I don't. Dude, know. Justin Chat went in this movie. Like is supposed to be like what, like a senior, maybe a seventeen, something like. I that. I think he's he, seventeen. The dude looks; he's twenty three at the time, and dude looks twenty three. Like there is, there's not. He looks older than twenty three to me. Like at times, like he looks like he's fucking. He looks like he's like you know, a quasi alcoholic at times because of his like chubby damn face. Like, right, you know, like and, the dark circles under his eyes. Yeah, and it's like he looks like he's like twenty seven or something. Like it's it's really an awkward. It's an awkward casting choice, and it's an awkward performance. And like, I just yeah, I don't like the dude's face, and I don't like the way he emotes um, whatsoever. It was one of the most annoying thing, one of the most annoying things to me in rewatching this movie, um, is just that character and 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 that actor playing that character. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you ran on it some because I um, I did not enjoy that at all. Like, um, and I'm there's nothing not good about him now. Like, no, no, at no point. And again, like, so it's trying to present him as this emotionally raw guy that's angry at everything because he doesn't have a good relationship with his dad. Sure. But the one thing he has is a good relationship with his sister. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, a, like almost like a... Um, secret like psychic connection like language with her where he like talks to her and he can calm her down and she's obviously like freaked out before because he knows how to do things to make her feel safe and so they're trying to present him as this complex character but he's just a fucking asshole like everything he does leads to like putting her and his father and himself in danger and he's stupid like he's the stupidest dude like you are not going to do anything against these unbeatable fucking alien vessels right and you know what the ending of the movie like completely validates what i'm saying because it says like nah, you couldn't have done anything they just died right but, you know what they got fucking you know like a jigajitis and they <laughs> fell over and then we won you know we lost a billion people but boy did we learn a lesson right Right. It really is just like a veiled. What is it? Is it H.G. Wells? That's the original War of the Worlds. Yeah, is that uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's just a veiled fucking rapture, you know, mm. Mm. like chestnut that they try and hide behind the veil of like I said veiled twice. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> so that's why it's how angry. Um, it's just this. They try and hide it, like they try and like couch it in this idea of being like, oh, this crazy science fiction movie but it's just saying like you know you can't do nothing just put your faith in god stupid right 
Right. Like it, 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 it's in the microbes, baby. Like it's it's right. it's in the basic build. Like right. the universe yes. is in everything right. because God. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker. Like Intelli- just yeah, chill. it's like intelligent design is the fucking like yeah. is the end of this movie. Like I and mean, then and then the fucked up thing about that is that we didn't know that Tom Cruise was a Scientologist in two thousand five. So now that shit all makes sense too. Right. Because he's probably pushing that same goddamn agenda with his stupid fucking clenched teeth and his goddamn fucking <laughs> three three hair bangs that are hanging down over his fucking face while he looks don't like increasingly confused at something that's happening. Oh God, Tom Cruise. Ah, uh, we could probably talk about it a while about Tom Cruise. Here's the thing: is like I there are performances of Tom Cruise that I genuinely enjoy. Um, and I think he can be a good actor at times, but like, it's like, it's, it's already started by this point. I just don't think you're right. Like I recognize it by this point, but it's like, as years have progressed, it's like watching oblivion for the first time a few weeks ago. And, having seen things like more recent of his, like, you know, with the uh, newer mission impossibles. And it's like Tom Cruise just has certain faces that are just the same, no matter who the character is like, and it's like, you can almost mimic them where it's like that little, like almost like, um, Oh, what is that? Like disorder? Like where it's like his head just kind of, kind of just like bobs, like just a, just a little bit. And he like, gets that like angry like like you know kind of like squinched face like when he's like a little get a little hot like you know <laughs> it's like jesus christ man like you know this is his shorthand for like the feeling of like i'm irritated like you know and it's like fucking hell like you know like come on come up develop a new character like develop a character and don't just do you like <laughs> um uh, it's it's really annoying like to go back and watch some of these things that at the time it's like and like again i think it works for this what he does works largely for the character i think it's acceptable i don't think it's like this awful performance but it's like seeing Cruz now and knowing his tropes and his mannerisms and all of that being mixed in with the fact that he's always got to be big man in every single movie um and going back and watching this whatever 18 years later it's annoying it's real annoying, like to watch Cruz. <laughs> Here's the other thing about him too, and this has nothing to do with his performance. The character himself is just a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yes. Prior to the world ending, you're trying to harm your 17 year old child by throwing a baseball at him as hard as you can, and all he has to do is move out with you. You stupid shit! Like you're throwing it at your own windows. Like what the fuck are you, idiot? Right, forcing him yes. to go play catch to make yourself somehow feel like you're a good dad or something. Right, and then and then like becoming violent and during the catch because he's not enjoying his time with you and not recognizing that this is is making him a good dad. Like, right. um, yeah, it's so yeah. I uh, okay. And who, who only has milk? And ketchup and mustard in their refrigerator. Well, he's look. He he works. He works long hours, like you know. And then um, and then he's like building like engines in his in his kitchen. Like he doesn't. Oh yeah. So he can. He's only building an engine in his kitchen so he can make a single comment about a solenoid, (laughs) and have it be believable. (laughs) Uh, And people are like, 
like I also think him so racing home, like in that fucking old car. I don't know cars, but it's like you know that that black car of his and like fishtailing around the corner, like to like so it's like oh he drives old classics and he's he's he, he knows how to drive and it's like and none of that really comes into play like later whatsoever you would think like oh this is going to be like a fast of his character no, no it's just to make it's just a, like to make the fucking character look cool um like in some he way, probably he probably said like i want to drive a car and you know he does all his own stunts are like yeah right. like here you go drive this car this Perfect. is a good car he's like yeah uh-huh. I should have, I don't know, what do poor people have in their house? An engine in their living room? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Dude, it is such like, a, like the only reason he's working on the docks is because it's like, in, in both of their minds, it's like every man. It's like, it's like they saw, they both, they both saw like season two of The Wire and was like, you know what? I mean, shit, they even cast like Baltimore people, like in this, like people like, like that were known for Baltimore shows, like, you know, at the time, like in this like uh what's his name uh is a steward or peter garrity i can't remember the character versus the actor like oh yeah yeah like like he's like the his boss like you know like <laughs> amy ryan shows up like you know like as the neighbor like i mean um there's somebody else in it too that's like um from like you know the, the simon type stuff and i i i'm 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 positive it's like oh er, like yes this is the every man um see so here's the funny thing and i'm gonna I'm gonna correct something you said to me yesterday. You called him a stevedore. Mm-hmm. This man is a longshoreman, and he's a crane operator, and he's a gantry crane operator. That dude makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. He probably makes eighty-five thousand dollars a year in two thousand five. That man makes a lot of money. Yeah. So all the fucking like working stiff, like right. poor yeah. man type things. Uh huh. That fucking bullshit, man. That guy is wealthy. <laughs> He could definitely afford to pay the private school for mm-hmm. his kids. You know, he's just a dick. Yeah. And, yes. and with as much money as he makes. It, do you know how much a car engine weighs? No, it weighs a lot. They're super, super fucking heavy. I mean, Easter uh-huh. can correct me when he listens to this at some point, but I don't know. Right. Seven, eight hundred pounds or something like that. Like the majority mm-hmm. of the weight of your car is in your engine. Gotcha. So. Who put that fucking engine? Who got it in there? You know what I mean? And put it uh-huh. on a table. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, could it, could need... the table hold that weight? I don't know. I mean, maybe like a really sturdy wood table, but it'd be really fucking hard. Yeah. If you've ever watched someone take an engine out of a car, you need like chains and pulleys and sure, I have seen that. Mechanical advantage. Like, you ain't like him and his buddy ain't lugging that shit in there. <laughs> So he can tinker with it, and then what? Take it back out, and like you gonna like throw it over your shoulder and go carry it to a car? I'm just saying that this movie fucks up kayfabe, like from the from the get, you know. And right? Just... Yeah. Um. Okay. There's one thing I want to ask you about because I know that you texted about it. Is I want you to talk about the reaction shots in this movie. Oh, they're fucking! Oh my god. I mean, we already kind of talked about one. Never ending. Yeah. So there's a scene early on where ah, it's after the son has come back after stealing the car. Another fucking asshole move mm-hmm. that he didn't even really care about, except that it was his car. Like, ah, oh, next time, next time you put your seatbelt on. Um, Next time he's calling the cops. Right. Next time he's calling the cops and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Anyway. 
so he's it's a it's a shot on him where he's looking into the distance at I think maybe the first tripod mm-hmm. coming out of the ground and they don't show it to you yet. And he slightly closes his right eye, has his mouth slightly agape with his slight buck tooth grimace <laughs> that he then like clenches his jaw and puts his teeth up against his bottom lip so you can tell that he's concentrating and consternated at the same time. He likes the he likes those bottom teeth against that lip, yeah. And then narrows his other eye a little bit so you can tell that he's not happy with what he's seeing. And that fucking face happens like I don't know, ten more times in the movie. But even worse than that. Oh my god, I'm so mad. <laughs> even worse than that is the fucking son who is constantly, and I said it already, he's constantly just got this fucking hey, yo, I, I can't even like describe it, like he's the one that should be a fucking longshoreman, you know he's got this, oh I shouldn't say that <laughs> he's got this slack jaw with this fucking these angry but like wet eyes, like he's about to cry and then like punch someone I don't know. I just, I, I hate looking at him. I hate every reaction. I hate. And, you know, it's problematic because these are actors who are probably more traditionally trained, you know, because of the era that they were like grew up in. Mm-hmm. So then like none of these people know green screen or anything. So they're all reacting to something that doesn't even actually exist. Right. And even though the special effects in this movie are, I would say like above average and oh, yeah. probably even like, really good for this time period yeah they stay they, they, they don't know green screen shit like they don't know what they're doing like they can't pretend that something's out there oh my god it just tries yeah nuts. i think because i actually think this was it was nominated maybe for an oscar for special effects it was it was it okay it, yeah. you know and it's 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 the fucking and the sound which i think is appropriate maybe yeah, yeah the sounds really good uh-huh. it's the fucking rapturous awe that like entire crowds are looking up at this thing yes that's about to kill them and i gotta see that a hundred times it's like right i know what's up there like i know i got you like oh my god like what's gonna happen to us blah 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 well you know what you're gonna fucking die right but it's not gonna matter because god's gonna save you yeah it's it is it is such overkill how many reaction shots there are in this like um and I'll I'll come back to that in a as a minor point of something that I'll I want to talk about later. But it's just so so many so many, um, and it makes everybody look dumb too. Um, that they just sit there and stare. Like the other, there's another minor thing that I like realized in this at times that happens, where it's like there's colored lighting that happens at times. Like there, and there's one particular instance where I thought it was really egregious. Like where they're out in the, it's it's after they've come out of the water and they're in the woods, kind of, and before like the whole shit with the boy running away or trying to run away, and like all the shit's happening like across like the the river or whatever, and like there's like this like weird like green and blue and red and like there's all this like yeah. weird colored lighting. Where it's like when they cut back to what's going on across the water, 
then that lighting doesn't make any sense and it's not coming from the fucking aliens like they've established what colors are associated with the lights from the aliens and none of those colors would make sense in terms of destruction so it's like it just it doesn't make any sense and another one of the scenes that i particularly get got annoyed with was that tropey scene of them driving in the car through the crowd and the crowd likes turning yeah. on them and when they hit the of course they hit the damn electricity pole and it's like the coloring there felt off too like they like put these random colors in there that felt like it would not in any way be associated like i've seen like light poles like spark and shit like that and i understand like what colors come off of those like the, these colors didn't make sense to me um and it's like so, it was just I, really weird lighting i thought at times like can i can i defend that for a second okay i'm not going to defend it i'm going to explain it i think mm-hmm. and this is just my layman like knowledge of whatever steven spielberg is super obsessed with the pre-golden age of cinema like he loves yes. the 30s 40s 50s so a lot of like the early um, pulpy movies or whatever especially like black and white which doesn't really explain your color thing but it does i guess in a way sort of would use like weird lighting or um they called them gobos i think where you cut like shapes out of um light absorbing material and then shine light through the shapes so that you cast like weird shadows and weird effects uh-huh i think it's just that i mean uh-huh. it's just uh it's it's just a visual conceit that you see it, like you look at like old um technicolor horror movies right right they've always got some weird light shining on somebody to illustrate an emotion or um whatever like it's 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 just it, it's a visual conceit that comes from like the earlier days of filmmaking and it's where spielberg is like the most comfortable which is 50 years ago when right yes yeah I, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna copy and paste that bullet uh, even though i've already talked about it onto a different list here of mine um for like my overall point eventually about this fucking movie um because thank you that gives me more context for <laughs> i mean i don't even i don't know if i'm right but that's just how i took it yeah. when i saw that stuff is that he's trying to do the old trick of conveying an emotion yeah. through the color that's being right. presented or whatever yeah okay so i want there's another thing i want to ask you about um the ending of this movie like we t- you we touched on a little bit him your 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 fallout 4 thing like uh like so is the implication that fuck, fuck ass like stereotypical like kind of like stepdad like tim tim is tim dead tim. no tim's in the doorway buddy is he mm-hmm, he's standing behind the parents he doesn't say anything anymore, but he's, okay. he's there. Okay. When so, when when he's carrying Dakota Fanning up whatever number one, uh her parents are multimillionaires if they're living in that neighborhood in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They already said that Tim is rich. Right. It's she comes down the stairs to like and does that like slight turn so you can see her pregnant guts <laughs> right right um and then it's like all i remember is like i remember like you know like 
I remember the, so like, the, the 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 long shot on her and like him walking up and smiles and like I, I don't remember Tim for some reason. No, Tim is it's grandma, grandpa, and then Tim is behind him, like okay. over their shoulders, and then it shoots behind like over Tim's shoulder, and the boy walks out like beside him and then down. Okay, I did see. Okay, the boy, where all of okay. a sudden, even though his father abandoned him, and he's maybe been at war with like the alien race like now mm -hmm. he's cool you know he's mm -hmm. fine mm -hmm. well he proved himself to be a man you know um, oh didn't we all um by getting through this movie yes okay so what what there's a lot of things i hate about that movie yeah, so get, get it out. Like, what 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 are some other key things that like is pro is a problem with like this as a film? So first of all, boss, like they've already kind of established the idea that um the major cities are the places that were attacked the hardest. Like, even though the aliens were coming after everything, and I want to get to that too because that might be the thing that makes me the angriest in the movie. But okay. even though the aliens were coming after everything. They were definitely attacking major cities because that's like what fell first, right? Uh huh. So there's so many aliens that were in Boston. So these people live in the center of Boston, like old historic Boston where all the houses are. And the only thing that's damaged on their street is the leaves on the trees. There ain't no like blown up buildings or whatever like everybody's just fine their house is fine they got all their windows intact nothing bad has happened and again i'm telling you it's like this fucking divine providence shit that is hidden in this movie and you you said it better not even divine providence it's fucking intelligent design is what it is and it's so obnoxious to me and it's like they've survived because it's god's will Mm -hmm. Nothing bad has happened, and they all came back together, and everyone is okay because it's God's will that that happened. And they don't necessarily directly come out and say it, but goddamn, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's... I don't know. It's 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 really infuriating. and not, not infuriating. It's just so... It's so trite, right? Like... I I I view Spielberg with about eighty percent of the contempt that I view Martin Scorsese hmm. in terms of someone that I would have told you at one point was probably one of the better directors in the world and definitely like somebody that could outclass anybody, especially in his ability to like set scene and you know, like develop character and stuff. And he's just a hack, man. Like that shit's it's I don't care that it's in the original. The original was made a hundred years ago. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like fucking H.G. Wells writing that shit in an age where like you lived to be 30 and you had dysentery all the time. So of course, like you're going to think about divine providence and stuff, but fucking Steven Spielberg is making this shit in 2005. I don't, it just, it, it's really bad. And it's so trite. Like, let's start 20 minutes left in the movie, right? So they make it to Boston. Again, beating all odds, destroying this, you know. Like, Tom Cruise does the only thing 
worthy in the whole movie that he shows that man can like beat these things through their own ingenuity and like you know by mm-hmm. pushing themselves because he blows it up with a fucking grenade right and that's fine you know that's i mean unbelievable but it's okay and then it doesn't even matter because they make it to boston and oh look the birds the birds are fucking pecking at the the tripod oh man right. that they 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 must got aids you know and then all of a sudden like they're all dead mm-hmm. and oh, hit it with your rpg and now like oh their shields are down so they blow them up yeah. and then and then he just happens to be close enough to like after walking for days and you know going through all this terrible stuff you know happens to be close enough to walk to the grandparents house and everybody's okay. It's all okay. You know, again, the only mm-hmm. thing that's damaged is the, some leaves fell off the tree. Mm. <laughs> okay, I, w- I want to get into this, that, like, what you were saying about Scorsese. Like, I, I think that I... Scorsese, I think because of, like, your history with him as a director and, like, the movies that you liked to his are... I think you have a particular thing with Scorsese. Not to say you're incorrect whatsoever. I think I feel worse about Spielberg sometimes anymore rather than Scorsese. Um, but I, I think it's only yeah, personal histories. Like I, I think I'm more disappointed myself in Spielberg because I do like his earlier movies so much, and still, and I still like a lot of his earlier movies, even if I can roll my eyes at some of it now from conceptually, like. Like we've talked about this on, you know, a movie that I love and, and and you hate, which is, you know, Close Encounters. Like now that I'm older, like I see that story in a different way. And I roll my eyes a little bit about this, you know, him inserting his own like life bullshit into the narrative. Um, I still like the movie. Like, and I, I liked it when I was a kid and I like it now. I really like it a lot, like from a movie standpoint. I look at it differently now, but I still like it. I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, like I, um, you know, I think I've like, don't like E.T. as much like now that I'm older, but I can appreciate like still aspects of E.T. Um, I respect like a lot of his movies, like even like later than that. So um, what, like I, you know, I respect the color purple. It's not like, you know, the thing that I'm going to watch all the time, but there's movies I respect. Schindler's List, I respect. Um, there's elements of that he films in Saving Private Ryan, even though, like, that movie is, the like, it's a mixed bag, too. Like, I think it's like there's scenes in that that are fucking incredible. Um, so it's like, I there's elements of him that I like, but Jesus, man, like, what I've realized, I think, now that... I know Spielberg and now that I'm older is that one, his obsession with his growing up a cinema, which now is going to be highlighted this year um, with the Fablemans, like the 50 stuff, like the fact that he has to put the prologue like in this thing, like, you know, the fact that it's like, like the things you were talking about, like the lighting and like that explanation this obsession is not as endearing as he thinks it is um, of like his love of like these old films and like how he's going to like put some of this, he's going to fit shit in even when it doesn't really make a lot of sense just because that's what he grew up with and what he liked. So it's this like, 
there there's that element of this with him that frustrates me um but then there's this thing where it's like and i'm going to reference two scenes that you mentioned um that it's where i started developing this so it's like cruz throws the baseball like there's that whole scene the way it plays out and then cruz throws the baseball and the sun like you know moves out of the way and the glass breaks and then you he has to film this shot from inside <laughs> through the broken glass of Cruz sitting there or standing there with his arms down by his side taking in and now it's like hey do you get it symbol <laughs> broken relationship like and it's just like right okay like Right, and, like, that shot would have, in, like, 19, like, you know, 38, you know, in a movie, it's, like, it would have been, like, maybe, like, oh, shit, like, you know, that's great, like, that's great, like, um, and then there's, like, but when I really dawned on me, like, what it is that, like, watching this movie and watching, like, more recent movies of his, it's that, it's the scene where he's covered with the ash of people, Mm -hmm. and while I think Cruz is doing like the the work in that scene like in a lot of ways as an actor i realized that like i'm never emotionally connected anymore to anything that's going on in a spielberg movie it is like it's like academic everything that he does now like where it's like i don't feel like i'm i'm emotionally reacting to this character's emotion I am sitting there as this outside observer saying, oh, I'm watching this scene that is symbolizing the idea of him reacting emotionally and all of this dawning on him of what's really going on. And like, I'm watching this scene and this is what it's representing in terms of this character and his arc. I'm not actually connecting to that character. Everything feels so damn and it's not to say that it's not well done. Like, you know, it's like the framing and like all those things. But it's like, it's like, it works really well if you're trying to teach a film, like for framing and mise en scene and stuff in a classroom, not to watch a damn movie and it be uh, emotional and effective and enjoyable. And it feels like there's this distance anymore where he's too damn, I think, up his own ass of how artistic and great he is that it makes it real frustrating to watch his movies um it doesn't feel natural it feels prescribed and it feels obvious and i'm not saying everything like that is in this movie but there are scenes man like where it's like oh this is the thing this is a shot that symbolizes this and it's just it happens in all of his stuff now and it's just goddamn frustrating And I think it's because I did love him so much when I was younger and still love some of his earlier stuff when he was fresher and younger. Um, and he's, as he ages, I think it's real damn frustrating to watch. He hasn't made a good movie in several years, but I made the, if you remember correctly, I made the comment, I think on a chagrin or something is like, Oh, war of the worlds was the last good one that he really made. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was wrong. Um, <laughs> obviously. I actually really enjoy his Adventures of Tintin movie. 
I've never it's, seen it's computer animated, so uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, if you can consider that, he directed it. Uh, it's pretty close, buddy. Ready Player One is okay, but I'm not like a huge fan of it. Um, yeah, that's. I got. saw Lincoln. Lincoln's a good performance, obviously, but like a movie. Ugh. Um, there's elements I like in Munich. Um, but not like a great movie or anything like that. Um, I mean, look, isn't the problem with our world? Catch that... Me If You Can is the last movie of his that I still like, I think, overall. Yeah. Isn't it just a major problem with our world that there's people that are so out of touch with like what's going on in the modern age that they're making like Amos and Andy references or whatever and realize not realizing that nobody cares about like that shit anymore? And it's like, that's what Spielberg is. He's the guy that's there. Yeah. I don't know. Talking about um, to the moon, Alice, and like ha ha ha, you know. And it's like, buddy, like nobody knows to the moon, right? Yeah. Like the majority of people under the age of like fifty have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I. I but his whole his whole oeuvre is like that. You know, it's like the the reference that no one cares about or gets anymore. Yeah. Except for all these people that are the same as him and keep rewarding him by like yeah. Yeah. nominating him for things and talking about how great he is, but he's not. Like he's <sighs> he's done and he needs to stop making movies. And <laughs> I Yeah, I mean I I, I mean, I can't disagree. Like, I mean I I think he is a great director and I think he was great at one time and I don't think he's Yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I do was kind of like a somewhat like revolutionary in how he perfected like the, the, the blockbuster. I mean, like it's, there's a, there's a solid track list like there of movies that like are great blockbusters, um, and artistic blockbusters at that. I mean, but yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and and I think the other thing that's always going to irritate me is that kind of like boomer mentality, like with him. Like it's like I read where it's like he sees this film as like you know a a thing with his uncertainty about how he felt after nine eleven, and like and it's like this, it's such a damn. I mean, it's it's just an arty thing, but it's like it's uh, like all artists are influenced, of course, by their reactions to the world and stuff like that but it's like not all of them have to like fucking like talk about like you know in 2004 when he's filming the damn thing about like how the thing that he's currently filming is you know kind of like is because i'm so uncertain about what's happened three years ago um and it's like oh okay dude cool like you know this is this is your like you know project to to deal with like how you feel about you know, an attack on this country. Like, okay, like, cool. Glad you're privileged enough to to, to do that. Like, you know, and spend all this money, and you want to work with Cruz again. And it's like, okay, um, it's that kind of stuff. Like the idea that it's like Close Encounters is about a dude running away from his family because he just got a divorce, and like now he's like happy and kids and it's like you know oh gotta protect the family like and it's like <laughs> it's just tiresome it is tiresome <laughs> that's makes me tired like thinking about it 
despite all that, I don't think this is a bad movie. It's directed well enough. It's fine. Yeah. It's a bad movie in the sense that it's got bad themes and bad performances, but from a visual standpoint, there's some interesting stuff in it, and it's definitely got good special effects for the time. Yes. And it's something where, let me, like, if fucking six-year-old Frank had seen this movie, he would have been in love with it. Like, I would have, this would probably been one of my favorite movies ever, but I just, I just think I'm not a fan of the World War of the Worlds idea anymore and that story. I don't think it's very interesting, and I think it's a real cheap out in terms of, like, humanity didn't do anything to beat the menace. It was just, you know... Yeah. like happenstance that beat the menace and I, I i hate that like it invalidates every character in the movie in some way so yeah and then you could have changed it like i said you could have changed it to where it maybe could have still worked if it had become a personal character piece but it wasn't that either so um but they hey she the the the, the woman i mean i guess she did a good job but they spent tons of money on leather jackets because there were 60 different versions of that leather jacket i read like you know to show the the wear and tear and like you know like yeah. um so, yeah. but you can't write a write a write a write a script um yeah, that I think that is one of the more frustrating things as just a movie and not my personal stuff with Spielberg. You're exactly right. The this this that story doesn't work anymore. Um of, of the wisdom of God or whatever. It's just it's just cheap. Right. Um yeah. it also is it's it's cheap pop. I mean, the whole point of the you know what made this famous was the fact that people believed it and were scared. I mean, it's not I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, another one that um was the last one my fault. The last one was my fault too. Yeah, we haven't released that one yet. Well, that'll be released soon. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, but um, yeah. So I'm zero for two, I think. Um, on 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 return slots. Uh, the next one will be all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking so. forward to that. Yeah, I'll be one for three. One, one, for, one, one for, for one, one and two. One, and, one, yeah. one and three. Yeah. One for three was fine. You said that correctly. Okay. <sighs> I'm all like jittery now because of Spielberg. Um, oh, hot and bothered. Uh huh. Yeah, got to get that cruise look. Like flare those nostrils a little bit. Like yeah, you're right. Yeah, fucking teeth to the bottom gums. Like yeah. yeah. Run that little like run that a little bit tongue over that like bottom lip like when it's like stretched against like those bottom. Right, it's, <laughs> it's 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 too much. It's too, <laughs> too far. Oh. All right. Um. Yeah. So any 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 final thoughts here, Frank? And then we'll. No, I think I'm done with this movie forever now. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. No. I. <laughs> I hope Tim Robbins is still in that basement. I. <laughs> What real quick? What about that Boston accent? Wait, what did you think of that, Robbins? I, I hate every accent in this movie. It's yeah, all terrible. Right. Yeah, it's really bad. Like that Boston accent wasn't good. And you know, it's hilarious. I watched this movie. Did we talk about? Yeah, we talked about it on Spencer Green called Nomads mm-hmm. with Pierce Brosnan doing a French accent. Oh, fucking amazing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go listen to Spencer Green. This category for next week. Um. Fast cars and big boobs. Yes, fast cars and big boobs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. 
Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with uh, another top five. Okay. Deuces. <laughs>